inside the off stump. Oh, he's caught it! I don't believe it! Tom Kola Cadmore has caught the most magnificent catch at short third man. It's the end of Daniel Sams, and Somerset have won the Vitality Blast 2023. They've bowled Essex out for 131. Hello there, you're listening to Always Look on the Bright Side of Life. My name is Ian Shepherd. Joining me a bit later on will be journalist Sam Dalling, but with me currently is the voice of cricket on BBC Radio Somerset, Anthony Gibson. And Gibbo, after spending a few lovely days with the company of Andrew Rad up at Wantage Road, Somerset have come <laughs> away with, uh, let's be fair, it was a pretty expected victory. Yeah, it was a very good performance, though, because losing the toss was quite a heavy blow because the pitch was pretty lively on that on that first day. And we could easily have, have been bowled out for a par score, which was probably, I don't know, 280, maybe? something like that. Yeah, something around the 200 mark. Yeah, yeah. And and to get 351 was a really top effort from the, from the batsman. And it was that, really, that set up the win. I mean, the mm. bowlers followed through very, very well. But 350 was, you know, probably 150 better than par, and and you know, so it proved. And when I when I spoke to Sean Dixon at close of play on the first day and asked him was he happy with 351, yeah. he said, "I'm ecstatic." Well, he's, a, he's a good interview. Is, is Sean Dixon? He doesn't he's he doesn't mince good, his yeah, words. He's, he's very honest. He's excellent. Yeah. He's he's one of the very best. As you say, he's com- he's completely he, he he will answer a straight question with a straight answer. Mm. You know, he doesn't go into coach speak and all this sort of stuff. You know, if if they play bad, if he's played badly, he'll say so. If he's played well, he'd say he, he says so. And and he did play very well on uh, whenever it was Wednesday yeah. uh, under dif- difficult circumstances. Yeah, top scored with seventy um, uh, in that first innings. Following, I carried his bat obviously down at Chelmsford. And I think whatever yeah. happens to Sean Dixon with his championship form, he will always have a special place. In the hearts of Somerset <laughs> fans for his, his performances wow. on finals day, top scoring in, in the semi final. We'd have been lost without him, wouldn't we? And the final, indeed. Lost. Yeah, we said, you know, we said a while ago on the last episode, we'd have got long odds on uh, on Sean Dixon top scoring in the uh, in the final and the semi final. Runs as well for for George Bartlett as well. He seems to found his uh, he seems to be finding his way a little bit more, getting a little bit more consistency out of himself. He looked yeah. an absolute bag of nerves when he came. Well, in. yeah, I, I didn't want to say. I mean, I kind of had you on the on the on the radio, and I was dipping into the live stream as and when there was an, an incident uh, to have a quick look at. But um, he was still a little bit twitchy, was he? He was, yeah. But he settled. You know, he, he settled down, and he played very, very well. Because, as I say, you know, the ball was nipping around. There was a little bit of um, inconsistent bounce as well. And you know, Jack White's a useful bowler, and. Um, Ben Sanderson actually didn't bowl very well. I think that mm-hmm. you know that was one of the crucial differences between the two sides, because he's their, their main strike bowler. And what did he take? Yeah, one, one for, for seven. Yeah, one for seventy-four in that first innings. They're not necessarily going around the park, but not no, making just, use of did, those really conditions. Like he was, you know, he's going to take wickets. Um, and well, he started. He started off. Was it three wides, two, three wides in that first over? Yeah, and, that's right. And he never kind over, of recovered from that, did he? Yeah, no. it was it was very strange, but no, I mean Northants aren't, aren't very good in all honesty. <laughs> but it was a very very professional performance by by Somerset, and um, you know I, I thought the, the bowlers kept the pressure on, 
Um, and um, Matt Henry yet again, who took it, taken eight wickets uh, in the game. Um, and Craig Overton bowled pretty well. And Lewis Gregory caught a couple of very important wickets when he bowled Vasconcelos in the in the North Hans first innings with absolute peach of a delivery. And he got rid of Sam Whiteman as well, um, who was you know the other big threat. Yeah. So he, you know, isn't it a shame that his wife couldn't have had a baby on that Sunday at the at the, at the Cooper Associates County Ground, whenever it was, when he was. Uh, he bat, he bat, did he bat all day? It felt like most of it. If he didn't manage to make it through the whole day, he saved that game for them. Yeah, uh. yeah. Whiteman, yeah, that was um, last year, wasn't it? No, no, but, uh, in uh, April, oh, no, May, no, down, in, in, earlier this season. In yeah. April. Yeah, yeah, in April, yeah, last game of the right, season, yeah. we stuffed them at home. Yeah, yeah, Whiteman, mm. Whiteman batted for, what did he get, 150 or something like oh, that? Oh, something like that, but it was a, it was a long old innings and he definitely saved the game for them. It was a key to get him out, but yeah, I just remember him flogging their guts out on that tired, lifeless surface on that fourth morning, afternoon yeah. and most of the evening session before they called it quits. Yeah. But, um, you know, as I said to Tom Abel at the end, I mean, Somerset season's getting better as it goes along. Mm. You know, not only not only winning on finals day, but two out of the last three championship matches we've won comfortably. And the third, we made Hampshire follow on. Yep. You know, it, it, I just wish they could, you know, that they could start, start, yeah. start better in April. Yeah. Yeah, as that very long-winded question at the AGM was posed to uh, to Sergeant and Tom Abel et al. Um, yeah, I mean it is it is frustrating. Frustrating as well was the method of Tom Kohler Cadmore's dismissal. I mean, yeah, I saw the, you. I, you were very critical of it. Well, I, 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 I there's aggression and there's recklessness. He would say he was sitting with the wind. Yeah, and, but, and he was. And he was, mm. and he just didn't quite get it, and it was a very good catch, and and that's the way he plays. You know, that's what you're going to get. He's Somerset's answer to Basball. It's Tom oh, no, but he's, I just probably think paid up subscriber. <laughs> I don't know. I just think that he's great fun to watch. Oh, absolutely. I yeah, mean, don't he, get me wrong, but I just think you know every every cricketer should always be looking to improve. And I think you know, I think the one at Chelmsford was the worst one. We tried it; was, the boundary was sort of twice as big one side, and he tried to take that on, and he was caught on the rope again. But yeah, that's, I don't. Know. I just think maybe a wee bit more discretion and select, shot selection, because there's all you can be aggressive as much as you want, but you know, taking that on when it's a longish boundary and there's two men out there. Yeah, I like to see him hitting down the ground. Yeah, because he hits it so hard. That's know, his strength. And, and that's his arc. A little bit shorter mm. down, down the ground and and that's you know for me that's his real strength i've 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 said this before but i've i've rarely seen anyone hit hit the ball so hard down the ground as tom cola Cadmore does and uh, you know he's a, he's a sight to behold but the whole sort of game lifts when he's batting mm. Yeah, because it, it just there's that air of excitement because you never know quite what's going to happen <laughs> yeah well that's that, yeah that's exactly right and I mean he, he is box office but I don't know whether it's me being a bit of an old git saying oh why have you played a shot like that when if he just middles it that extra 10% it sails over the rope into the stands for six and everyone probably me included is saying what a fantastic shot it's it is it is a fine line I suppose I'm being a, a little bit that's, just get that's, fr that's... you just get frustrated don't you really 
Oh, I don't. Anyway, I, I, I subscribe to his sort of theory of batsmanship as well. I think you know, go out and sock it to the bowlers. Oh, well, fair dues. What are we going to do about James Rune then? He only got twenty-two. Is it time to give him a rest? Does he look knackered? Well, or... <laughs> I'm not sure. He, I'm not sure he was out. There was some very eccentric umpiring decisions. Oh yes, we'll get on to that. Yeah, I think um, Ian Blackwell may have been at finals day on uh, on Saturday and carried on a three-day bender, which extended into putting his white coat on on what what day was it? Wednesday, Wednesday. morning and, and strided out. What? Yeah. Lamanby, we don't reckon. Uh, I reckon that hit his back no. pad. Um, definitely did. Well, yeah. Tom Abel was definitely out. Uh, Bartlett, that was down the leg side, wasn't it? That and was dodgy as well. That was a dodgy I, I'm one. Not sure, I'm not sure he hit that. It was, there was the, the um, there was hardly an appeal from from Northampton mm. for it. It was just you know as they they sort of go up as a routine. Yeah, and it was one of the. You know, where you you know you never know your luck on that. Well, yeah, <laughs> you say he's an outer, so you never know. And what was the other? Was yeah. that Rue? Rue the other one? He just wafted away from his body yeah. a little bit of memory serves. Yeah, that was that was that was um, Nigel. Watson. Oh no! Uh, oh, Casey was the other one. Wasn't it? That looked a bit high to me because he's about six foot yes. twelve, and it hit him on the back yeah. the back pad. I know he was a long way back on his stump, so that was probably sneaking over the top. So, Blackie did us a favour in the. Um, Northampton's second innings by getting um, <laughs> getting getting rid of Tom Taylor when he was about three paces down the pitch. <laughs> oh well, as they say, as the great saying goes, it all it all evens out. So yeah, I that's think he, fine. I just think he, I think he wanted to be on the road. You know, well, we all wanted to be on the road, and well, up went the finger. Maybe and, he saw the forecast on Friday, which was a little bit a little bit dodgy, shall we say? Yeah. Um, Anything yeah, else about the Somerset back then? Lamanby obviously unlucky first innings. Did get a red ink uh, second time round. Played a few lovely straight yeah. drives down the ground, and was dropped at third slip in the first over. Ah, oh, well, we did. Could have worked it out. Don't really matter. I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm. He's, he's such, such a candidate for nicking off at the moment yeah. to wiki keep slips. I just wonder whether the time hasn't come to put him down the order and, and give him a bit of break from oh, Yeah, or maybe, because he, he doesn't seem to be doing anything obviously wrong when he's he's snicking off. He just seems to play down slightly the wrong line. He's not away from his body, his head isn't massively over to the leg or the off, his feet look in good order, but as you say, he just seems to keep, or Boulders keeps in to find his outside edge with uh, I mean, even, even when he got seventy-five against when he got seventy-five against Notts uh, against Hampshire, he was dropped twice in the in the slips, you know, before he got twenty-five. And um, no, it's I mean, he's, you know, he's a good player, and, and he hit as you say, he hit some lovely shots when they were chasing down that small target, and uh, and he took it, he took that by the scruff of the neck. It was good. It was good to see because it was just starting to rain. I don't think it would have would have um, been rained off or anything if we hadn't got them quickly but it was it was sensible batting and he and he hit some lovely shots are you worried about Tom Abel's form he hasn't really got a score for a little while since probably at 100 against Lancashire I think was it Lancashire he got 100 against um, him and James Rue yeah him and James yes. Rue yeah that was 100 against in that big partnership against Lancs at home hasn't really been um, pulling up any trees since then. He's he's got starts and then he, he's got out. I didn't get any runs in the blast either, did he? No, he didn't. He didn't put in a, he didn't put in a match winning performance in 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 the blast. 
Um, he, you know, he made some useful contributions, but I don't know. Uh, I think, you know, he seems perfectly happy with, with his own form. Um, and I'm not qualified to, to spot any technical no. I changes. mean, he's, you know, he's, I mean he's, not, he's not getting out for naught and one and two every, every no, time, not. is he? No. He's getting starts and he's getting in. It just seems, I mean, what did he face? 90 balls on uh, in, in the first innings. Obviously, he got a not-outer in the... What did he finish up with in the second innings? Yeah, 14 12. not out. So, you know, he's, he's averaging 48 for that match, which isn't particularly bad. Let's have it, just see if we can quickly find his stats for the season. I'm never good at... Uh, I'm never good at trying to find stats on... Uh, not bad, I'll tell you. He's, uh, he has scored 503 runs... At thirty-five point nine. Oh, not too bad then. Not too shabby. It's not too bad, but it's you know he was over last season. He was over forty, wasn't he? Mm. Uh, with, with a with a thousand runs, and he's he's just got the one century, and a couple of fifties. So you know he's he's been rather put in the shade by James. Well, Wood. yeah, I mean, and I suppose as well we we set such high standards for him because we all want him to go on and do well and, and get yeah. international honours, and we expect him to be scoring hundreds every time and. Like I say, he's not he's not getting out in single figures every time, but he's just getting in and then not really going on and getting those big scores, which is uh, which is frustrating. Yeah, it but, is. Hey oh. And then on the bowling front, well, it was the Somerset attack of a few years ago, the way that they just ran through the knots uh, the North Ants lineup uh yeah. twice in a row. Tom Abel enforced a follow on yet again. Um yeah. two games Good in a row. He's seen. never, as Dan keeps pointing out, he, he's never not enforced mm -hmm. the follow-on when he's had the chance to, as captain, which I think is great, you know. And it's very much against the against the trend these days as well, because mm, definitely, sides, particularly in the first division, are so nervous about being relegated that um, they will do almost anything to avoid a defeat, including not taking a chance to force a victory. Well, I suppose now with the draw points going down to five instead of what they last year eight it's yeah. uh it's a bit more of a of a no-brainer really just gonna have a quick look at the championship table do you think we're safe from relegation it's still a mathematical possibility pretty much i think i mean i think Mid middlesex kent I mean, if you look, i mean north Ants, i think are doomed if you look at the matches yeah. they've got left some really really tough ones so we you know we just need to stay ahead of, of either Middlesex or Kent both of them and we should be all right and you know the way we're the way we're playing at the moment I don't think we should be worried about relegation at all I think we should be looking to uh, to climb up the table I think the game against Surrey is going to be a draw because of the weather oh was it that bad is, the forecast I've seen doesn't look too bad tomorrow looks okay tomorrow's all right but I'm, I'm not sure about the rest of the uh, of the week and um, I mean, they're a very, very good side. I, you know, I wouldn't break my heart to get a, a draw against Surrey. Thursday if and Friday look, you know, look the two dodgiest days. Well, there yeah, is only showers. Surrey, so... I looked this up this morning. Surrey, the Surrey team have 151 Test matches between them. Oh, that's right. We've got 29. We've got 29. Most yeah. of them Matt Hendricks. I was going to say, who else? <laughs> who else would they be? Matt. Well, Don Bess. Craig, is... Craig, Craig eight. And um, who's the other one? Matt Henry. Uh, no, I think it's Matt Henry twenty-one and Craig eight. I think that's what it is. 
Is he only, has Matt Henry only played 21? I suppose he is, yeah. yeah. For years, their attack was Bolt, Southey, <laughs> Wagner, and... Um, and Well, they sometimes played a spinner. I can't remember who the other team was. Are we counting Don Bess in that? He's in the squad for tomorrow. See, I thought it no, was I, I thought it was a two week, a two week loan, but it kind of just seems to be this ad hoc. Oh, so we add another yeah. week onto it. Let's do that. I don't know if he'll play or not. I think they'll probably stick with Sher Bashir. Um, and I think I don't think Lewis Gregory is going to play. He was he he, he you know, hurt he, his he hand, had a spit whipping, and, yeah, he, and he he aggravated it. And he wasn't he he couldn't feel with his right hand really at all. Uh, after he'd aggravated it when he was bowling. Yeah, he stuck himself down at so fine leg for a lot of the game, missed. didn't he? And I, I, I assume Jack Brooks will come in because Alfie Ogborn isn't in the squad, is he? So looks like Brooksy will get get a run. Did you go for a bit all left field? Maybe a Ben Green, or even as we were, you know, talking about Don Best. Maybe he played two spinners there last time. If it's a bit more cider a baddie. I don't know. I mean, the weather we've had though is it's not particularly spin friendly is it in all the rain that we've had no, you thought it's going to be not. a seamless wicket well I mean they might do I mean it wouldn't be a bad idea because Surrey haven't got much in the way of spin they've got Will Jackson hmm. and that's it um, as hey, geez, spin it's not too bad to be fair but yeah no, it's pretty, if you look at his record it's not great he hasn't got very many you know he got that six for against Pakistan during the winter hmm. but he's hardly got any any um wickets in first class cricket 32 wickets at 49.25 yeah you know and six of those were against Pakistan in the winter were they yeah exactly he doesn't exactly strike terror into the hearts of of, uh, opposition batsmen with his offspring Um, so uh, you know it it wouldn't be a bad plan to prepare a a turning pitch if they can Mm. Um, and try and negate Surrey's strength with um, seam bowling which is considerable yes uh, so if you haven't seen the squad it is the 11 that played up at North Ants plus Brooks Bess Green and Goldsworthy could even sneak Goldsworthy in Gibbo well, that, they could I but they I don't will. think they will I don't see they I can, don't think they will I don't see who they can um, yeah there's I, unless unless he comes in for Gregory no I can't I, I think they'll, they'll want a replacement seamer for Gregory and um, and Jack Jack Brooks, you know, he's in the squad. He's 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 quite fit. He's still capable of taking wickets. And, yeah, uh, and he bowled he bowled well against uh, Hampshire a couple of weeks ago, didn't he? Seemed to pick up a wicket yeah. with every every time he came on for a new spell. So perfectly adequate replacement. Yeah. So take it on top of the table, Surrey. Um, as you say, Gibbo, difficult to see it being anything other than a draw given the weather forecast but you never know we all thought that we would be dragged into Sunday at finals day last week and the weather was set fair it, it looks quite showery so I don't know if we get away with it we could get could get four days in but as you say a formidable pace attack for Surrey not quite led by uh, Jamie Overton yet as he's uh, making his way back to fitness but he has been bowling I just wonder if he's he has been bowling is he uh, is he is he fit enough to be cranking it up to the speeds that we saw at Taunton last year when he uh, sent his brother and Josh Davey <laughs> off to the physio's room after some uh, pretty rapid bounces? I think we had we had two concussion subs coming in in the end, which was... Uh, it did. Archon DeLanger and um, Casey Aldridge. I think it was... 
pretty unprecedented, but uh, yeah, hopefully he's not quite fully fit yet and hitting those uh, hitting those speeds. But of course, they do have a pretty uh, pretty formidable bowling attack. His batting has improved since he joined Surrey. He averaged uh, nineteen point eight for Somerset. He's now averaging twenty nine point two for Surrey. But there's been very little change in his bowling form. Taking his wickets for Surrey at twenty nine and uh, and Somerset also at twenty nine. So it's you know, but everybody says his bowling has improved I since he. It's, um, yeah, it's the it's the extra pace that he's found, run. isn't it? Thanks to his um, yeah. his training with uh, with Asma Mood, shortening his run up and all that all that sort of thing. Yeah, oh, it'd be good to see him at Kent. You know, I I I, I like. Jamie Overton, he's a, he's a fine cricketer. And it's always good to see him back at the Candy Ground, even if he's playing for Surrey. Yeah, well, we'll have Don Best back. We'll have Jamie Overton back. Just be like, be like the good old days. Be like 2019 <laughs> all over again. Yeah. Uh, we wish, we wish. Um, uh, well, I've you... got commentary box. I've got commentary box news. Oh, go on, Gibbo. Not good either. Not good. Oh, dear. The BBC, BBC's health and safety man. And the man from the ECB <laughs> took one look at the at the rustic bus shelter and sucked their teeth and said, Ooh, "I'm not sure we can permit that." <laughs> so we've we've been banished back to the blimmin' Porter cabin. Oh no, Sam! But only for this one game. So Spencer <laughs> Bishop assures me, and that they they're going to fix the rustic bus stop to the railings with I don't know with <laughs> chains or something. Uh, <laughs> and then we've been prompt we've been promised a long term solution during the winter. So now if it's the, if it sounds, we're not impressed. Now dear listener, if it sounds like you've just entered the uh, the waiting room at Birmingham New Street Station, it's because you have just entered <laughs> the waiting room at Birmingham New Street Station. Courtesy of Sam Dalling who's uh, just hopped off a train and he's uh, I think he's waiting for his connection and he's uh, joining us live from uh, is that right Sam Birmingham New Street yeah absolutely Shep on my way up <laughs> back down to God's own country I've just caught the back end of that story Mark Church will Church will be gutted he could not wait for his trip to the Somerset bus stop he was so looking forward to it I was at Lords of him last week he was saying he'd seen all the photos he'd seen all the footage he thought it would be the eighth great wonder of the world so alas it sounds like it will be no more which yeah. is a real travesty to everyone in cricket well, I, I got chucked out of the bus shelter at the women's ODI last week I, I just kind of snuck past the the stewards onto the Thatcher so I thought nobody else is using it I had my laptop I was going to sit there do a bit of work watch the cricket from the best seat in the house and then about 20 seconds after I, I sat down, the bloke comes over and goes, are you with Sky? And I, 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 part of me went to go, yeah, I've got the sports, the movies, the kids' channels. But then I kind of just went, no, no, I haven't, sir. Oh, no, I'm not, sir. So I got I got kicked out, which was a terrible shame. But So they're going to chain the bus shelter to the railings. Yeah. Well, I thought the whole idea of having the what bus shelter chain? was that it was mobile. So that when Sky turned up with their suite of cameras and all this they could shift well, you I, up I or down sky, I, I presume that sky won't be there again this season can't think, they don't no, normally, poss- no they we, don't well we are going to win the championship no. maybe so, so I don't think they'll be there to cover any of those games so yeah oh that's sad 
Yeah. So yeah, listeners, if you would like to, uh, we'll, we'll have a little competition. If you would like to uh, sketch your favourite, or uh, you know your your designs for Anthony's new commentary solution, uh, do a little sketch, um, pop it on Twitter, and uh, we'll hashtag Gibbo's new home or something like that, and the winner will get, I don't know, a signed T-shirt. It won't be an always look at the bright. It'll just be one of my old T-shirts that I'll sign. Probably the one that I used to do the gardening in or something. Uh, Sam, we were just finishing up with North Ants. I know you uh, be in the live stream uh, freelancer, I suppose that you are. You were up doing a bit with uh, with uh, with Dan on the North Ants live stream uh, on Thursday. Is that right? So, uh, what did what did what did you what are your the thoughts on, on that? Game? The days all merge into one. The days all merge into one. Shep, uh, it was the day where basically Somerset took about sixteen wickets in the day. But it was really odd because at no, at no point did it feel like anything exciting was happening. Oh, I've got an announcement in the background just as I started talking. Um, there's obviously delays on the trains. Nothing is working. It never does. Um, it, it it just never really felt like anything else was going to happen. Northants were a bit limp. I don't know what Gibbo says. Like They've got all this talent in their side. Vasconcelos, by the way, did look brilliant. He looked brilliant at down at Taunton. Um, but we were just a cut above and it was unflustered. And any other side, you're thinking, oh, maybe they want to push for victory on that night. Uh, but they didn't need to. They just looked in complete control. What a lovely ground, by the way, Northampton. My first time up there. One of these hodgepodge grounds that it's clearly been built in stages. It's like Taunton used to look like. It's like Chelmsford is now. There's this little signalling corner like signalling box in the corner. Uh, I had one very bad coffee from a machine, which I paid for, and then wandered round to find there was a proper barista, which really disappointed me. Um, but yeah, like, sadly, no one was there. Like, the crowd was really low. I was quite surprised. Like Very few through the gates, and those who I spoke to were kind of grumbling about the football starting so early. But yeah, just a routine victory. Yeah. Did you work out what that group of lads was on uh, Thursday morning, Gibbo? The stag do? Were they just. Were they a stag do or a birthday it. party or, or what was that going it was on? Fr- there? Friday morning. Oh, Friday, Friday morning. morning. Yeah, and they, 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 there must have been some connection with, with um, North Ants cricket because they migrated from that stand where they were in over, over to the, um, the suite next to the pavilion oh. where they had lunch. Oh, right. In my interview, in my interview with Tom Abel, you can hear them go. I know. I, yeah, if you watch it again on uh, on the, the Somerset socials, you can see Abel's kind of sort of looking over his shoulder, like wondering if he's, yeah, he's about right. to be mugged or. <laughs> but they yeah. were all right. They were. Yeah. Just seems to be an odd choice for a stag do, the Friday yeah. of a county championship game. I mean, at Wantage Road. Yeah, <laughs> especially when you know the blast only finished a couple of weeks ago. They could have brought that forward a couple yeah. of weeks, but. But anyway, oh dear. So Sam, you say you're on the way back down to Surrey. I presume you're a, you've got a full shift booked in for the live stream this week. Are you uh, you looking forward to it? Yeah, weather allowing. I actually did around that wanted road trip. I did the three of the four days of Surrey's win over Middlesex. They're a good side. They are impressive. Uh, like Jamie Smith, it's the first time I've watched him bat like properly for any length of time. He's pretty uh, good. I tell you what. Oh, isn't he just? It's not just the number of runs, it's how he gets them. You know, some players just yeah. look in complete control. Like, I think very soon he might even usurp Dan Lawrence as England's next batter in. I think they really like him. He's in that kind of James Ruzone 
where he probably has to make a decision about whether he keeps long term. I suspect with folks at Surrey that might push the decision like a bit more in favour of him not keeping. But I think he'll bat in the top four or five for England for a fair bit of time. Jamie Smith, uh, they're a good unit. That's going to be a tough game this week. Yeah. I've already said I, it wouldn't break my heart if we um, if we come away with a rain affected draw because they are a, they are a very good side. They've just got options. Like, I know Abbott's been pulled out, hasn't he, by Cricket Australia. I don't know if Jamie O will play. He, he bowled and he bowled. i tell you what, the difference. You know, you, I think you said it before, Gibbo, of how he's worked with Azam Mahmood. And yes, he can bowl that short stuff, but he can pitch it up and move it around a bit. And that's how he got his wickets against Middlesex. He pitched a couple up and he was just too quick for players. Whether, obviously, he'll be desperate to play and do something similar to what he did last year. Whether he can play back-to-back games, I don't know. Gus Atkinson, who played in the Blast game, he is sharp. He'll come in. Tom Laws is a good bowler. So even their like, weaker players, in inverted commas, are really good. Uh, yeah, I think I would take a draw. And it's, what is this, down the fourth time in three weeks that Essex fans have been hoping for a Somerset victory? It's becoming a bit of a habit, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said to, said to Shep, the, uh, the Surrey team have had 151 test matches between them we've got 29 you know they are players, a very, yeah. very experienced and powerful outfit and i agreed with you about jamie smith he's i think he's just about the best young batsman in the country second basketball well, James Rue <laughs> is only nineteen, and he's got you know. If, yeah, if but he, if you fact, if you kind of factor in the age, the age was was yeah. did Jamie Smith have nine hundred and eighty odd championship runs in his first full season? No, he didn't. There you go. But Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Just excited about James Rue's uh, James Rue's trajectory. Um, Gibbo, we all know you're a massive fan of the Abu Dhabi T10. Have you been catching up with uh, Will Smead and Tom Banton's escapades in whatever this? I'm ashamed this... to say I haven't. No, oh, haven't, me neither. I don't know. Sam, have you been watching any of this T10 in Zimbabwe nonsense? Um, I know they're both there because they both messaged me about shirts for a charity auction saying, can, oh. we, can you give it a couple of weeks? Um, so I know they're away for a couple of weeks. Um, all right. But yeah, so... I, I can't say I've... Look, it's a shame. Bant's... <laughs> I, I don't blame Bance for going. They just can't get him into that Red Bull side. Mm-hmm. I know Smeedy isn't playing any of that. Um, I'd love to see Bance in our Red Bull side sooner rather than later. I think probably the coaching staff are quite keen to get him in at some point as well. There just hasn't quite been that opening yet. No. So, sorry, listener. No update on uh, on whatever's going on in uh, in Zabaya. But I think it's on via play. I caught one of the games. It wasn't one of the games where our guys were involved. But, yeah, via play, whatever number that is on your, your Sky or your Virgin or... Uh, or whatever. Right, I was. Uh, oh, right. Let's dive into uh, listeners' questions. Then there was one which I was gonna pick up on, which uh, <coughs> did sit nicely with something that uh, one of you guys just said, and I've completely forgotten what it was. So this is me now, just stalling for time. People have had conversations on our questions on our threads on Twitter, which makes it very, very difficult to uh work out what's going on um oh did you catch the uh nottinghamshire signing allow uh, announcement earlier today who've they signed jack haynes from worcester on a three-year right. deal so hey there's no players at worcester but when they kind of teased the, the signing announcement part of me went after our conversations last week that it might have been lewis gregory but uh 
thankfully it wasn't and uh, I'm sure sooner rather than later Somerset will be announcing the uh, the re-signing of Lewis Gregory this uh, now this is winding me up now because I can't remember what it was and all you naughty side of lifers have been just going through the thread and now I can't remember exactly what it was so I'm still stalling for time uh, there's some there's some quite good debate about the um the you know the equalities commission report. Yeah, uh, which, I'm trying to find Michael it. Michael Barber is, is going to be uh, our chairman is going to be involved in, uh, in some of that. There is. It wasn't that, but we'll start with that now. Is uh, yes yeah, from Simon Ankles. What actions should Somerset take to address the findings of the ICEC report? Where do we fall short? Our reliance on private schools for academy players is probably as bad as any club, if not worse. I've not I've not read the report yet. Um I gather Lord Botham didn't take uh, particular <laughs> much notice of it, but then I suppose that he probably wouldn't. Uh we can't really take his opinion too seriously. Um but yeah, I mean I mean Somerset are in a in a slightly funny position as a county because the Somerset pathway at the moment seems to be we have this great network of private schools around Taunton and the Southwest, which provide us this excellent pathway of players coming through. There is a very, very, very small minority ethnic population in the Southwest in general. So really, I, I suppose anything that Somerset, Somerset County Cricket Club can't really do anything proactive because they kind of don't really need to doesn't it kind of fall on the on the Somerset Cricket Board and like the Somerset Foundation to improve inclusivity because the, the county club as I would see it needs to be inclusive across the spectators the fans that side of the experience rather than you know, it doesn't matter to them essentially whether the eleven players that they're putting out on the field, whether they come from state schools or private schools, as long as we're winning trophies. But the the more sort of uh, yeah, the fan support and membership experience that needs to be as inclusive as possible. And then it's up to the board to be driving the participation through uh, things like chance to shine in schools and things like that. Yeah, oh, my point well, makes I sense. Mean so Michael Barber is chairing the Southwest Social Mobility Commission, which is being established by the University of Exeter. This is from uh, Rob Reed, um, and will ensure that Somerset uh, County Cricket Club, in partnership with the Somerset Cricket Foundation, becomes an exemplar of advancing social mobility in the region. Mm -hmm. So, which you know, it's it's a it's a very good cause, and we're well placed as, as a county cricket club, especially with someone like Sir Michael Barber, who is you know so very widely respected in those sorts of uh, circles you know to to do to do a bit more because we do rely very heavily on the on the local public schools both here and uh, down in down in devon um and i think you know we we could be doing more but i don't want to downplay what is being done already because you know there's probably a lot going on that the likes of us don't necessarily know about mm -hmm. but you know there is there is a job to be done quite clearly yeah, I, I can't comment on specifics of what they're doing um, because I just don't enough, know enough about it. But I think there's this clear issue in opportunity 
like if you go to one of the best private schools like isn't it all the batters come out of private schools because you get the coaching mm-hmm. you get the facilities like i you know i, I play cricket school and i was lucky but we had five, five or six cricketers the rest in kind of black shorts and black trainers uh one set of kit that like a, a school kit bag um and like you just can't really compete and you never get there's not the net facilities you're not playing um, so it's, I don't know how I think they see potentially they the, the royal day like club cricket as the way of filling that gap yeah. because that's pre-existing I don't know that feels to there's me some good work depends being on done what by club is available to you there's, yeah. there's some good work being done by the clubs I mean Mark Davies coaches um, twice a week down at, down at North Perra and you know and, and all comers are, are welcome to you know to, to benefit from that and that's you know credit to North Perrot for doing that. and and other clubs are doing similar sorts of things as well but i'm not sure you know i think we could probably do do more than we're doing at the moment but I, think we, I think we definitely can because i just i think people are missing like you don't know what talent look at saka right the south asian cricket academy they've had seven lads this in the last 12 months go on and sign pro deals but that is the most prolific <laughs> academies don't do that most academy sides in any sport are set up really, they would never say it, so the one or two really, really good lads who might have a chance of making it have people to play games with, like to have seven graduates and like the way that academy is expanded. And the ECB haven't funded it yet. Like it's all done up in Birmingham Uni. They've got very little cash and they've moved it into Scotland. Uh, and I just think you need to get... Stephen Eskinaz, he did a really good interview at the Daisy Cutter Zine where he talked about like the problem with cricket is if you want to play it's going to cost you a couple hundred quid like yeah. entry level it's not like football it's not like you just buy a ball and, and kick it around like if you want bats and gloves and pads it, it's access well, to that I, I, I don't know I... it's i always look at darts you look at the work at the guys taking the stage in the world's darts championships they're all working class blokes because what do you need to play darts you need a board that costs 20 quid and a set of darts that cost 20 quid and then for 40 quid you've got the same equipment that you know Phil Taylor and Michael Van Gerwen and, and Michael Smith and all these guys are playing with in cricket it's totally different if you know I dread I dread to think how much the contents of a, of a professional player's kit bag would cost the average guy and then that's not to say all the expense for for lessons and nets and coaching and travel to matches and all that sort of thing and and with darts you can just put a dartboard up in your garage and you could be a world champion just by you know yeah. playing at home so I know it's it's a little bit of a of a, a skewed analogy, but what I would would be saying is we need cricket needs to make sure that it is identifying talent at a young age, and we don't let players like you know we don't let the next Ben Stokes slip through the net because he simply hasn't been identified and given the, given the chance to play cricket. I mean, it's frightening. There could be 11 guys out there who, had they gone to the right private school, could be 10 times better than the current England team. They might have never played cricket. That, uh, that's the frightening thing for me. Yeah. But that's probably true of almost any sport. Well, well, well yes, that's true. Cricket more than most, and pro- yeah. perhaps golf as well, which is, again, it's very expensive to get into golf as, as a youngster but the, you know the golf clubs are doing what they what they can and i do i i i think the state schools and cricket's a lost cause 
frankly. I just I just don't mm-hmm. see them coming to the rescue. I think it's got to be through the clubs, with a strong lead being given by the likes of County Cricket Clubs and the Somerset Cricket Foundation and so on. Were you jumping in there, Sam? You looked like you were about to, and then you kind of... Uh, it's, it's a kind of similar point, but you look at... You know, I didn't play hardball cricket till I was 11, until I went to secondary school. Like, you've got no chance. You're playing against guys and girls who have been playing properly since they're four or five. Like, you're, you're already six years behind, five, six years behind by the time you started at 12. Uh, and people are... Yeah. The system just... It doesn't work. Like, it, I, don't, I don't know how you do it I, I hate being someone who says there's a problem and not having a practical solution um but i don't but i don't clubs, know how they do it but the fact that Mike Barb is involved. yeah but i mean my my two granddaughters or two of my granddaughters both play cricket for Bovey tracy and they're um where somerset are playing this sunday and, yeah 10 and 12 respectively you know and and they they really enjoy it and and the club has made them very very welcome and they, they get coaching and all the rest of it so i don't think we should underestimate the good work that's being done just need a bit more of it yeah i mean down at south devon just down the road we've you know friday nights we're running sessions for you know for the sort of four or five year olds playing the the um uh, softball stuff and then we've got it through all the hardball teams but it is it is totally reliant on 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 volunteers certainly Certainly, where we are, um, Sam. You could have just said you got to run for your train in five minutes. It's it's, it's no worry at all. <laughs> <laughs> I remembered. Uh, so can, we don't kind of have answered one. What I remember the point I was going to make it off the back of the North Ants game. Matt Henry has obviously been absolutely incredible for Somerset this year. Um, it will be his last game, uh, barring a major change of heart on uh, uh, this uh, this week against sorry the County Championship. With us being relatively safe from relegation, then do we go into the market for a September overseas or even an overseas for the uh, Always Look on the Bright Side Life One Day Cup? No, I don't think so. I mean, if if we could get somebody who was a game changer, yes. But our recent history of hiring overseas for the September run into the county championship not been good. has not been happening. <laughs> It's not been a happy one, and it must have cost a lot of money. And anyway, I think, you know, the younger players deserve to get their chance. You know, you don't want to, every time there's a sort of vacancy, you bring in someone from overseas or you get someone on loan from another county. You've got to have a bit of faith in your own youngsters and, and give them the chance when that chance arises. And I mean, you know, look at Paul Lewis Goldsworth. He hasn't played a first-team game uh, all mm-hmm. season. Banton as well, he hasn't played a Red Bull game. Banton. Well, so you know, so so um, you know, give them the chance. And with the bowlers, we've got Alfie Ogborn, we've got old Ned Leonard, oh, Sonny Ned Baker Leonard. might might be fit. Who knows? But and um, so I, do, I don't think it's. I, th- I think we are reasonably safe from relegation, and we should give our own youngsters a chance to to shine. Sam, if you're director of cricket, are you going through your little black book, or are you uh, keep sticking with what we got? No, uh, for various reasons, and like Anthony's articulated r- really well. <laughs> Finances are tight. You don't. If you're mid-table mediocrity for the season, you know that's fine. Not going to go down. If it, if there was flirting with relegation or an outside title battle, and Jason Kerr did say one day on the Northampton's game, Northampton's game that September might be a little bit interesting. Um, but I think, uh, assuming that none of those things are going to happen, 
beat Surrey and I might change my mind, suddenly <laughs> get all giddy like Somerset fans do. Um, but unless the only caveat is if you can bring in someone genuinely world class. The, yeah. those youngsters that can learn on if, if, those if that right opportunity saying, is just staring you in the face you'd be mad not to take it if it's a guy that in two or three years time those guys in the dressing room are going to be saying oh remember when he came I learned that stuff from him um, but with a, world, with a white ball world cup around the corner like I just I can't see it and what you don't there's no point in with respect to someone who might make a few runs or you know average 40 um take the hand for the wickets there's just well, no I can't, I, there are, I, if I, if they if they bring in a, set, a batter for september i'm i i might write a letter because <laughs> 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 you've got to have goldsworthy and batten sat on the on the here as well you know we've got murley vj mark two going out there and scratching around for 20s and you know 15s well, and Imar 20s Moore, Hack, oh yeah he oh, did, did he? not either. So yeah, I think they would have to bring in a bowler. Well, at least Who... we don't need an off spinner this time. Well, that's true. We could just get somebody in on loan. That seems to be the way, doesn't it? If you don't need to sign players, just get them all in on loan. Um, oh, you, uh, Sam, do you know any more about the the Don Best loan deal? We we give out a bit of a chat. We thought it was two weeks, but is it just kind of yeah, yeah, whatever? They two week minimum. Um, and I think they're all over. They're quite casual. Uh, the ECB regs are pretty woolly. I don't know any of. I don't know what's happening with Dom or what's going on there. Um, I I didn't know if it was initially. Like, clubs always say. Often it says, "Oh, it's a one-game loan deal." Like that's never the case. It's always a time period. It just so happens you have one game in there, uh, and you can roll it on as long as everyone's happy. You just keep on rolling it on. Um, so great, great to have Don Bess around. I'd rather have Don Bess around for the rest of the season. Mm -hmm. Um, than bring in a kind of similar level overseas and pay them a lot of money. I'd rather see what Don Best can what bring to that guy, side. What so was the Pakistani that guy called? I can't remember his name now. Sajid Ahmed, is that it? No, Sajid, Sajid Khan. Khan Sajid Khan, that was it. He was a character. Oh, he was a character. Yeah, so attractive. but I don't want him bloody... some useful runs. <laughs> well, yes, he, he did. I don't think he'd take a wicket. Sam, you're looking <laughs> fidgety like you want to uh, need to nip off and get your yeah. train. Gibbo, uh, Claire seems to be coming up to you saying that you've got to go and entertain some guests or have, yeah. something yes. like that. So uh, we'll knock that on the head tonight. Uh, 45 minutes. You've got off easy, listener. We'll, uh, oh, and uh, I did post on Twitter with all the stuff that's going on there with Elon Musk calling it X or whatever. What would Somerset Cricket Club, County Cricket Club, be like if Elon Musk took over as CEO? And I got some good answers, but unfortunately, we've run out of time to read them. So uh, maybe something for the live stream tomorrow, Sam. Um, right. <laughs> or maybe not. Right. Uh, catch up with you guys tomorrow. First day of the Surrey game. Best of luck to Tom Abel and the boys. And we'll catch up with you next week. <laughs>